Dylan, we missed you last time. You were in Florida enjoying life, huh? Uh, yeah, I was definitely enjoying life. I was avoiding all of you guys. And you probably don't great. even know that Jordan and I sneaked in a whole episode without you. I, I listened. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. Oh, wait, no, I did I did, che- I did check in while I was waiting in line. People were saying it was no. one of our best, man. They were like, yo, Dylan who? What happened? There's it was like the shot. old days. It was the old <laughs> days. It was just Jordan and I doing the podcast. We should have flipped There's back to the original shot. intro. So, guys, I, I have a topic for today that, uh, obviously, it's booking season. I mean, our phones are ringing. It's crazy time. Um, and I wanted to talk about, like, the booking process. I wanted to talk about, like, what clients should be asking, what they should be thinking, when they should be booking. And, uh, sadly, you know, we at Explosive, and we're definitely not alone. We've been hearing this a lot, uh, have a lot of blackout days, meaning we're sold out. And, and we're hearing that across the country from other DJs that I guess because of pandemic and people rescheduling dates are just flying off the handle. So and there's not enough, and there's not enough good talent. Apparently we're getting right, crazy. Right. So, so that's what I want to talk about today. Like when should people book? Um, what should they be booking so early or what can they wait on? Um, and what questions to ask, you know, how, how do you know you're finding the right DJ? Cause truthfully, some of the, Best DJ websites out there are some of the worst DJs. You know, these guys paid good money for a great website, or maybe they're great designers themselves. They designed a great website. They look legit, but they're not legit. Um, and, and on the flip, we also know some people that have um, horrendous websites that are great DJs, great companies, great operators, and they don't focus on the website. So let, let's just kind of get into it. Um, Dylan, I'm going to ask you the first question. I, I think I'm going to take a little lead and direct this one today. But if, if a customer said to you, when should I book? What's your response? My response is uh, as early as possible if you, if you are interested in locking in a very specific talent. Um, if you value talent, if you value your uh, experience with an individual company, then the earlier you do it, the better off you are. Um, I, you know, it, the, the day, it used to be like three years in advance. Uh, I remember getting bookings like, the minute the bar mitzvah dates came out from the synagogue, I was getting calls. And it was like, you know, you talk about booking season. It was basically like whenever they release the next, uh, you know, sets of dates for the, for the synagogues. But if you value uh, spe- uh, specific entertainers or a specific company, booking sooner than later is what you need to do. Now, what we are seeing in, in terms of trends is, uh, you know, people booking like six months in advance and like, yeah, it's fine, especially with big, you know, put together companies. But if you value having someone specific as your entertainer in any capacity, whether it be a DJ or an MC, you got to book as soon as possible. The minute you know your date, 
you got to lock it in. Jordan, can you expand on like picking a entertainer versus a company? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in our area, I know specific the tri-state area that we we put our, the majority of our events out in. The talent, as we're talking about, is really the MC. Like let's let's call it what it is. So your event host, your MC, your your mouthpiece um, for your upcoming event is that's kind of the driving force for us you know when our phones ring they're like hey you know we saw you know mc samaj rock out this past weekend we need him or you know uh nick pooch you know we like our clients are very uh talent specific so um if you have the opportunity to see a a rock star talent perform in an event um you know like dylan was saying a little bit before that talent being available and the company being available are two different things so again I think this all goes into, uh, uh, you know, pre-planning and, and as early as possible. If you know you like a talent, if you know that, you know, a, a specific talent that you've seen perform is the perfect fit for your family, your vibe, maybe the theme that you're putting out. Um, maybe it's more of a cocktail influence party. It needs a little bit more speed and more energy to it. You know, a talent like myself or Dylan might, might work well. Um, you know, maybe if it's a little bit more of a kid-oriented party where it has that speed and that energy, but... All the, you know, all the entertainment is, is very kid-based, you know, Samaj, Nick Gooch. Like, so, again, you know, the type of event that you're planning um, definitely goes into the talent. And I also think, again, you know, as, as early as you know, as early as you know you want a specific talent, you should definitely roll with it. I, I think that's giant, great advice, both of you, like, right from the get-go of this podcast. So, clients, if you're listening, book soon. Um, but one of the big key factors is, don't harp on all the little details so early. And that's a conversation I have often with clients. And, and in fact, I have a, a contract right now that I'm, I think I'm on the fourth or fifth revision uh, only because the client just doesn't know all the add-ons. And, uh, you know, we use the word enhancements purposely because that's all they are. They're enhancements. Um, you know, Jordan, this particular client is booking you. Uh, shocker, right? And uh, <laughs> And they know they want you. So... You know, my tattoos. without being without giving much pressure i'm saying just leave a deposit for jordan right the contract says you know includes choice of enhancements and there's a list you know you could have a photo booth or you could have lighting or you could have tvs um and they're all bundled in within the price just choose two of the three from the list um I, and while i respect and appreciate a client wanting to know everything that they're going to expect the problem in this case is they're they're worried so much about do they need the TVs versus the lights that if they don't sign and leave a deposit, they might lose the opportunity to get you. And that, that's right. that's the tricky thing. And, you know, as a matter of fact, who knows what new features might come out or maybe the venue installs TVs or maybe the venue installs lights. And by the time that the party comes around, they don't need the things that they first signed up for. But what they certainly need is that MC that they fell in love with from the beginning. Right. And I think, Mike, just to add on. Yeah, add a point on, on to what you're saying is that some clients actually think that us as the talent are, you know, kind of responsible for our own, our own book, our own booking uh, of events. And for a company like us, it's a multi-op, you know, what people might not know is that, you know, in addition to me selling me, Mike, you're selling me, Dylan's selling me, you know, uh, we, we have other sales reps that have, you know, pretty much carte blanche as long as my my name or Dylan's name or any of our MC's name is not locked into contract, it's open season for that MC. So, you know, I think a lot of a lot of times like clients need to know that that if you're if you're researching a multi-op, 
they probably, if, they, if they're doing their business, you know, uh, justice and doing it, it, it properly, you know, not that we do it the best, they have multiple salespeople that are selling the talent. So it's not just that talent that's responsible for their book. Right, right. That makes a good point. It, it, it's, I, I struggle with this with a lot of the families because look, the budget is so important and I frame it as an investment. Like you're investing your hard earned money into your celebration, but what what families get caught up on like mike was saying is that like they want to know everything they're getting right now and just in the last three years we have changed our packages and changed our enhancements to include different things to go and roll with the times so to to really like try to lock in every little detail to the point of what color are the uplights going to be it's doing yourself a disservice because you want that flexibility. And when you hire a great company, uh, you want to ask them, like, what kind of flexibility do I have in these packages? For us, it's always been, you know, your talent is going to be your talent. And this the threshold of sell uh, of that price is going to be your threshold. You could always upgrade, but know right. that you're going to get this value here. So something you want to ask, you know, your, your entertainment company is what kind of flexibility do I have in my packages? Can I reimagine it? Can I reinvent it? Um, if things change, especially if you're booking early on, like if you do it the way that I believe is the right way, which is book as soon as possible, you might be booking three years in advance. You're booking for a 10 year old when then they're going to be 13 and they're going to have a different idea and that's okay. So having a company that's willing to grow with your family is going to pay off in dividends when it comes to booking the right talent. You, you know what? I, I have a great example. It's almost like buying a house. You know, you, you, you're going to buy a house because you fall in love with that house. You fall in love with the neighborhood. But what you're not doing is you're not buying the house, the furniture, the landscaping, you know, the swimming pool and all of that at the same time. You're, you're buying that house and over time you'll add the landscaping. You'll figure out what colors to paint the walls. You're going to figure out what size furniture to put in or what appliances. And, and it's a very similar comparison to what we do here. But you got to fall in love with that house or that that MC or that company first. Um, I, I think that that's really so, a, a huge key piece. My, my real estate friends would say, fall in love with the bones, fall in love with the bones before anything else. And the bones of a company are talent and structure. So do you like the ownership team? Can you, can you follow them? Can you understand who they are? Do you like what you see? And then do you like the talent that they're putting out there? Are they, are they matching up with consistently, uh, you know, consistency? Are they matching up with all of the things that you value, like right. personality and dependability? Are they responding back to your emails? All of that matters. Um, in our introductory email, Mike, we send out a list of things to know about Explosive. And one of the things is that we are a company that has a backbone. We're not a solo op, we're not a singular person. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of things that help fortify the company. For example, when it comes to graphic design, you and Jamie are gonna help out with that. So when you're booking a montage or when you're booking a banner or when you're booking a photo booth, you're gonna work with that division of our company. Or when you're doing something creative with production, maybe you're working with someone like me who's gonna design the set of it. So you have a lot of people who can do a lot of different things as opposed to relying on one singular person. This is a big deal because I went away last week I was able to go on vacation, but my clients were taken care of because Mike was there and Jordan was there and Jamie were there and Justin's there and Bridge there and all the people that matter. So, so, so know the company you're booking. Let, let's take this and how does a customer know the company they're booking? Like what questions should they ask 
during the interview process because let's face it in most cases a client's going to call two three four five different djs um just as they are photographers and venue vendors and uh all vendors before they find the right one well, so what what questions should they ask J jordan what what are some of your favorite questions you hear um or if somebody doesn't ask it what question do you almost you know force a customer to ask you so i think you know, it's funny, and not, I know it's it's primarily a uh, a mitzvah based cast, but if you were to take wedding wedding clientele and mitzvah clientele, it's, it's a lot different. First off, I feel that if you're interested in a company or a brand or a talent, if you're not following that talent, if you're not following that company on social media, first off, click that like button, hit the like button, follow their Facebook, follow the Instagram. You can get. So, I know for us, you know, we we produce parties, you know, every every single you know weekend, weekend in, weekend out. So we have relative content, new content that's up and fresh pretty much every Monday or Tuesday. We have albums going up. So if you don't know anything about that company yet or you're kind of heard stuff here and there, find them on social media, hit the like button, follow them. You can see, you know, tutorials, you can see pictures, videos, recaps. That's a monster right there. That's something that brides do to a T, you know, and I, I, I'm trying to kind of preach this to our mitzvah clients because, you know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like the mitzvah is the mitzvah trend and the mitzvah buildup is a lot more word of mouth, like the Jewish geography where, you know, uh, friends of a family told a friend of a family who told them that they saw Dylan and he's awesome. And you got to use him. You know what I mean? It's such a different trickle. So first off, the media thing is huge. Follow that. Secondly, as far as questions that are asked to me or that I, that I hope, I hope, a, uh, I love when, when families come to me and say, Hey, Jordan, you know, what makes you guys different? Cause I love actually putting up on a, on, on a, on a visual range that all of us, if we're doing good business, we all pretty much have the same, you know, types of sound systems, give or take, you know, brand, you know, or people that we're working with, we all have the same, you know, type of led staging. Maybe one's a little higher, a little lower. They all light up. They all illuminate. We all have flat panel TVs. We can all get our hands on video walls. Basically what I'm getting is we can all get our hands on the enhancements, the extras. So it should divert back to that human being, the talent, the event host, your, you know, your team, your dancers, your DJ, those human beings that are going to breathe the life into your party. That's where the money shot is. That's where it all starts. So, you know, I, I hope that people ask, Hey Jordan, what separates you? And I go right to that fact that we all have the same equipment, but you need to fall in love with your talent. Yeah, that I great advice. Great advice. D Dylan. Yeah. Have you yeah. What are, what are your favorite questions you hear? So, so to add on to that before going into my, my, my idea is um, you don't want to fall in love with the bells and whistles. Uh, like, you know, it's like buying a car. If you get, if you don't understand fully the bones of the car and like how great the car is, it doesn't matter about the heads up display. It's a feature. So I, I really believe that uh, if you get caught up in like the stuff, um, it, it makes it challenging to book a quality uh, talent. Um, my thing that I that I like when families ask is, what happens when things go wrong? How do you handle it? Um, just like you'd be interviewing in like a job setting. What, what do you do when things get tough? What do you do with tough kids? What do you do with kids that don't want to dance? I like explaining the experience that we can create both before the event, during the event, and after the event. And uh, I, I use the example of, you know, when the power goes out at an event, what our team is trained to do. Uh, I explained the idea of backup equipment and how we always have something that can make uh, an event happen. I go into my, you know, crash kit. And I have drums that are ready to start playing the drums to, to hard to keep to keep going. Um, so it's those items and those creativity um, 
that I think matters. So ask your entertainment company, what do they do when things go wrong, both with difficult kids, food coming out late, uh, equipment not working, things that break, people that get hurt. You know, what, what do you do when things go wrong? So that's something that I like to ask. And that's funny too, Dylan. That's that's such great advice and great stuff. Like on top of that too, like I think finding an entertainment company that it's so weird to say that's not just an entertainment company. You know, it doesn't just control the music because for us, I feel like we're prepared for like mitzvah war. And we we train our team to be prepared for mitzvah war every weekend. And, you know, like you said, maybe the family forgot the candles. Maybe uh, how do we do a multi over the challah if the bread's forgotten? Uh, what if what if uh, grandpa forgets the prayer? Are they, are, is your entertainment company ready to troubleshoot that? You know what I mean? Like these are things that we train our crew for that we've, you know, you personally, Dylan, have gone through it and like, had that first time being like, oh my God, this has happened. This will never happen to me again. How do I prepare for this? Or how do I troubleshoot this in the future? And me, the same thing, Mike, the same thing. So we kind of take these survival methods, put them together, you know, finding an entertainment company that's not just an entertainment company. That That's what's up. So, you know, you, you guys so I think both that that's great advice. To know. I, you know, I, I was thinking be, before I even asked the question, I think one of my favorite questions really comes down to like, what are your company's capabilities? Like, you know, what can you do? And that's where I think that we get creative in our conversations of, you know, custom building things. And, you know, we could offer, you know, we don't just have one type of photo booth. You know, we've got a plethora of photo booth uh, options to offer. Um, you know, we like being thematic. Uh, you know, that that's kind of the way I answer that question. So, you know, what are your capabilities? Doesn't necessarily mean I need to know everything that you could do and I'm going to pick it right now. But like, Basically, like tease me with options that you could offer me in the future is really what I think that question means. Um, and, and another question I truly love that opens up a big conversation, honestly, is a simple question as what time do you guys arrive? I love that question because it, it actually allows me to really explain the process for the day of like, you know, you know, Mrs. Smith, depending on what you pick, we might be there three or four hours early. Oh my God, really that early? Like, Yes, we want to get there that early. We want to test everything, make sure it's set up correctly. Your lead performers will be there early to ensure that everything is set up properly, um, you know, um, uh, symmetrically, everything looks right. You know, we're not sending roadies to just drop off equipment. And and some companies do that and they've got it mastered. And I, I admire those companies. Um, you know, while we have helping hands, truly the lead DJ, the lead MC they're at most events two, three, four hours early, all depending on what that setup is. And, and, some and, and Mike, let's be real. Sometimes the, the lead talents aren't just lead talents. Like, you know, you, me, Dylan, we've all, you know, put up banners and, and had to lay decals and fix centerpieces. And, you know, on our, on our business cards, it, you know, it says event igniter, your lead MC, DJ event host, but you know, we've all been there building rooms. Right. Yeah, I've, right. I've I've been lighting candles on centerpieces when you know we had to do a quick flip, stuff like that. Right. Uh, I I have a I have a good way to frame out the back end of this conversation. What are some regs for families when booking an entertainment company? Uh, so when when you hear this, this is something that should trigger a response in your brain that maybe this isn't the right fit for me. Um, and I'll I'll go first. The first thing is if they are so anxious to book you that they start dropping their price. If they start dropping their price right away, uh, that's a red flag to me. It means it means that they're devaluing themselves and they are in turn devaluing your event. Um, 
there should be a, a minimum base value and it's your celebration. And I understand that the budget is a big deal to you, but if they just like start dropping price, dropping price, dropping price, dropping price, dropping price, just to get the booking, something's up, something's up. Either they were trying to swindle you in the very, very, very beginning, which is dishonest, or they don't value and they don't, you know, they don't value their, their specific talents to the point where they are taking it down, 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 down. Cool. I think, so uh, for you guys? yeah, I think possibly a company that either is pushing you like, so especially in the midst of the world, if a company is telling you that you can't book a named talent specifically, or that you don't need to, and it's something that you really want to, you want to know that, Hey, either I have the owner or, you know, I have this MC that I saw and they're saying, Oh, you know, you don't need to do that. It's not a big deal. They're trying to push you off of a, a booking for a specific talent. It might either mean that that talent is not fully in their in their roster. Maybe you know they don't have MCs that they can name. Maybe the company is not as big as it appears to be. Um, you know stuff like that. I, and, and Jordan, that's not the end all be all. But if the customer is insisting on right. it, then that should be an option. Right, especially uh, in the mitzvah world, man. Let's let's be real. You know, when it comes to the bar and bot mitzvahs, you know the the energy. From you know coming in through cocktail hour, your grand introduction, narrating into your Mazel Tov, uh, your your mozi of the, the Chala, your kiddish, your your uh, Mazel Tov horror, your candle lighting, uh, parent dances, you know any kind of formalities. There's so much stuff that's going on that you need a mouthpiece for and a specific talent to handle that. If there's somebody that you've seen that you want specifically that you're trying to you know get to and they're just kind of dancing around it, red flag for me. Yeah, I, I got two red flags. The first is the most important. Um, if if in the interview process, the company that you're interviewing is spending all the time talking about them, not asking questions about you, that to me is the biggest red flag because it's the show is all about them. Or how many backflips their dancers could do at the center of the dance floor? Correct. Correct. Um, a great first conversation should be 50-50 of selling the service and educating on what's offered but also asking about the family. What are you looking for? What will make your day special? Are you a high energy family? Are you a low energy family? Do you want a lot of games? Do you want what style of music? Is lighting important to you? If it's all about me, 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 then you, you know there's nothing personalized to that show. So that is a huge red flag for any service. Um, and the other one is the this is specific to DJs, but you know, the DJ that says I haven't done a lot of mitzvahs, but I've done hundreds of weddings. I could easily do a mitzvah. I've done hundreds of sweet 16s. It's no different. They're wrong. It's extremely, extremely different. And, and we we've talked on other podcasts, you know, about your first party and getting your feet wet and ramping up. And there's a process behind that. And some smaller parties may be okay with that. You know, if you're having a smaller bar bot mitzvah then a guy that's done a bunch of sweet 16s can probably get his feet wet you know in, in you know and be green on your party but if you're having a high-end party don't let anybody swindle you into the fact that you know their minimal experience is transferable that's just not right. the case um how about we one last thing here um what are some red flags to us as uh when for clients like clients or families don't do this when you're interviewing a DJ. Uh, for me, the first thing that automatically makes it very challenging for me to have a real conversation is how much does this cost? If the first words out of your mouth is how much does this cost? 
it makes it very challenging for me to put personalization to a very personal event. A barbop is a very personal event that has so many caveats and so many things that change over time that to put a hard number on it makes it very challenging for me to do. Like if you want a cookie cutter event, I can give you a cookie cutter event, but I believe that your kid is one of a kind. And for that reason, I can't approach it like I do every other event. But, so, but Dylan, you can give a range. A range. You, you could say, within the first five minutes of a phone call, you could say, listen, just to make sure we're right for you. We start here. We, you know, the sky's the limit, but most of our parties fall here and here. You can do that. Yep. Yep. Yes. Agreed. And I, I do do that. We've actually put into, and, you know, into our systems, like just to make our lives a little bit easier too. It, and it's not so much of a pre-qualification, but just to see where the client falls in our, you know, when we uh, do leads or when a lead comes into the office, we actually have a, a space for it to say, you know, how much are you thinking to have budgeted towards your entertainment or towards your DJ? And this helps us a lot too, um, to kind of get a better idea of where that client's coming from. Um, I think that another uh, big thing as far as like a red flag is to properly allot out time for your discovery calls. Your Now that they're on Zoom, um, you know, it's it's a lot easier to meet face to face and to feel energy and to see people and to see your talent um, without having to, you know, drive to, a, you know, we had to drive to a client's home, you know, just about, you know, two years ago or, or so, you know, we we're back and forth to kind of meet that client. I still think you guys need to ca carve out or do your best to carve out time for that appointment. If you're scheduling an appointment with your, your uh, DJ entertainer, don't schedule, you know, the heating or hot water guy to show up at the same time. Or, you know, uh, if you're, if you got dinner to cook, that's cool, but like try to make sure it's prepped or whatever. So you're not, you know, doing a million and one things. Cause you know, even though this is a party, it's a good time. It's exciting. It's fun. It still deserves and needs a lot of attention um, to put those details together so we can really feel out your family, the vibe, uh, your guest of honor, um, whether it's your son, your daughter, you have twins, you have triplets, um, you have one of each, you know, and, and we know now that families are, you know, not just one kid so much anymore. You know, we do run into those those only child situations, but now it's two, three, four kids, you know, do your best to if the kids are a part of the, of the, the meeting, the appointment to help, you know add to the fire and, and add excitement and add ideas, that's great. But, you know, if they're just going to be running around, ripping on an iPad or, or something like that to stay busy, try your best to, you know, put them in another room or something like that, just so we can really have that good one-on-one -on -one time and, and break you guys down. You know, I, I, I actually, <laughs> I want to close on this thought that I think part of the process is the family almost should sell themselves a little bit to the DJ too. And, and what prompts me to say this, I, I read on a forum uh, a very respected industry professional out of our state posted something the other day online and said, at what point is it okay for you to fire your client? Meaning an industry professional fire the customer. And what that came down to was this professional had a customer that was just difficult. No matter what she did, this customer is difficult to deal with in every regards. So you don't want to be that customer. Now, now the theory, you know, the customer is always right. I don't know if that's always the case. You know, I'd say the customer is mostly right, but, you know, trust your professionals. And you have to sell yourself as a customer. Like, if we want to work with you, you get a lot more out of us. And I know that all three of us can kind of say the same. We have some of our favorite customers that are people, regardless of what they spend, 
they're just cool. They're fun. And we'll, and we'll load that truck up whether they bought it or not. Yes. Yes. So, you know, and, 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 and similarly, maybe they know a lot of people, you know, they're, they're, um, they're in the in crowd, whatever it is, you have to sell yourself sometimes without selling yourself. Like, don't be the one that says, I'm going to get you so many parties. We, we, we hear that from every client. That's not the case. You know, like if we do a good job and we're we, we do a pretty good life, job of getting ourselves a bunch of parties, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. get a lot of clients. Okay. But, <laughs> but make yourself an attractive customer is, is yeah. you know, kind of what I want to leave on. And I think we kind of spun this conversation a little bit, but it all comes back to, you know, you know, what do you do when you're interviewing your, your DJ, ask a lot of questions, get to know them, but sell yourself as a great customer. Cause you'll get so much more out of that group. I, I truly believe that you guys have any really last good. thoughts here. It's really good, Mike. No, I, you know what? I, it's, it's a great topic, man. We could hit it all day long. I think, uh, I think we nailed the specifics. Um, and also going forward too, guys, you know, uh, if you are looking to gain more knowledge, obviously on us, the brand, you can check everything out. XEEvents.com. Um, like I was saying before, we do a really great job of keeping up to date content. So you will literally see parties that we've done, uh, pretty much the weekend before and see, you know, uh, other great instances that clients have had great relationships that we've built, uh, testimonials. You can check out our Google reviews. We have a ton of great Google reviews that have a really, really high Google rating as well. Um, and we're looking forward to partying with you guys coming up real soon. So, uh, we'll bring it to a dance floor. It's going to be a great weekend. Dylan, you got some great parties. Mike, you do too. Got a whole bunch of great stuff going on this weekend. So we're excited. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys on a dance floor real soon. Explosive entertainment on behalf of Dylan Weissman, Mike Langsner, and myself, Jordan Marshall. We'll catch you guys real soon. Enjoy your week and take care of yourselves. See you next time.